0: Have a dope day!
1: Oh, Justin, some uh, audio issues. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, let me turn this off. I'm, All right. Yeah, Beautiful. All right, cool. Sorry, guys. We are having some technical difficulties, which happens the uh, when the we're... internet
2: is no good.
1: Yeah, so that's why we are now having Zach call in, which is a delightful feature here. But unfortunately, you guys can't call in because uh, Zach is using the phone line. Um, yeah,
2: all those people who always call in.
1: You know, I I mean, there's a lot that you don't know about Zach. Oh. I I say we total. get I I'd say we get roughly sixty call-ins every episode, but I respect oh. you because you have said that you don't like call-ins. So every time you're talking, I I talk to them on the side, and I'm just like, I'm sorry, but I can't let you talk. He does not like.
2: Hey, you know but, what? I mean, I don't mind a little bit of call-ins from time to time.
1: Well, well, here we go. This is a time that you're calling in. Um, Hello, my uh, name's Zachary, and I'm calling in. There you go. Um, so, yeah, so welcome to Two Thumbs Undecided. Uh, we are, my name's Sam. I'm Zach. And uh, we're mostly a media show, a movie radio show. Uh, we talk about some broad things about film and media in general, and try to try to wrap our brains around it. Um, I'd say it's the best. How would you define our show, Zach?
2: Um, I would say that it's a hot take on a new uh, old topic. Uh, I, I think we're doing what no person has done before: two white guys talking about movies. I think it's pretty original. Is
1: that how you would uh? Oh,
2: uh Except the thing is, is our show is full of of uh, technical problems and not knowing how to say people's names.
1: And Man, really selling the show right now.
2: No, I did. I did. It's about two white guys talking about movies, but uh, they're super undecided, and ever so often
1: one of their internets cuts out. <laughs> and we don't know who, but... We um, so don't know who. Anyways, <laughs> so we're, we're. So I think, ahead. I think one of the main things, let me, l- let me redefine with what it's you're like, saying, you know Zach. I'd you know say, what okay, like, what?
2: You know how seeing like Pink Flamingo has its own charm to it? Yeah. That's what our show is. We're like a cult, a culty feel.
1: All right. Yeah. Okay. We're like the, uh, we're, we're, we're like the evil deads of horror movies, I guess, maybe.
2: Mmm, yeah. Or the Pink Flamingo of pornos.
1: (laughs) You're gonna go the Pink Flamingo route? So we're the more eating dog shit, uh, compared to, say, um, Unspooled, which is more of the, the, the Spielberg. All right. No,
2: Unspooled is not
1: Spielberg level,
2: okay? It's not? All right. No, it is very good, they, I mean their mics are high quality, but you know that's yeah. And they are educated on stuff, but yeah, they they. You want to hear something? A little bit of a complaint.
1: What? They were
2: reviewing the movie Twelve. Uh, no, not Twelve. They were uh, remo- uh reviewing the movie Do the Right Thing. Uh mm-hmm. And they were discussing Radio Raheem's. Bit about love and hate, yeah. And not once, not once did they talk about how it was a um, homage to Night of the Living Dead. Or not? not I mean, Night
1: of the Hunter. Yeah. Sorry, I just woke up, everybody. Oh, really? Okay. Um. Anyways, uh, one, I mean, uh, have you, uh, well, I guess I first thing I want to start. We we typically start with what's going on in the news and film news, which Zach has done a little research on. I also have done a little research on. Um, so, uh, but before we get into that, I want to, I understand last week we probably didn't have the biggest turnout, uh, probably because literally at the same time was probably one of the biggest games, uh, in a while in American history was the U.S., uh, Women's World Cup final, uh, where they were playing Norway. Did you see any of that game, Zach?
2: No, oh, no, but, um, I know I've seen all the pictures of... People drinking tea, and uh, someone was kissing their girlfriend.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a, uh, there was, oh, you mean like the parade?
2: No, I've just said, what's the thing, are you talking about the soccer game?
1: The okay. soccer game? Yeah, yeah, the, there was the soccer game that happened at the same time as uh, our episode, which is every 11, or every Sunday at 11 p- a.m., uh, and that was the exact time that the final for the U.S. World uh, uh, or for the not the U.S. but for the World Cup, the U.S. women's or sorry, the women's World Cup uh, started where uh, U.S. beat um, Norway or not uh, not Norway sorry uh, Netherlands um, two to zero, which was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so but for those of you who didn't see or listen to our episode, I understand because it makes sense. Uh, you can also hear it online. Um, but uh, I, we talked a lot about uh, Midsummer. And I want to uh, yes. uh, adjust what I said before about my thoughts on Midsummer. Um, yeah. I don't know if you do as well, Zach, or if you have the same thoughts. But I kind of did a complete one hundred and eighty um, on my Whoa. thoughts on the movie because when I first saw Is it the because movie,
2: because other people started yelling at you on Twitter.
1: <laughs> no, I I don't really do uh, Twitter as much anymore. I'm trying to move away from social media more and more. But I think it was more so. I think I just let really just had to let that movie sink in. For those who who haven't seen it, this I'm not really gonna spoil much. I'm not even really gonna spoil anything, but it's it's definitely a psychological film that I think you you need to take like at least 24 hours to just let it soak in. Um, and I I, I now I now say I I like the film. I I'm I'm a fan. I don't. It's, it's uh, not for yeah, everyone. I'm not a fan. I don't. I wouldn't say it's for everyone. You know, I wouldn't be like, oh man, you have to see this. But if it's someone who's, like, into horror films, I think you kind of, you should see it. Because it's, it's a unique type of horror film. Uh, a little bit much at times. Um, I think it goes overboard with some of the, the 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 fact that everyone is on drugs all the time. And some of the other things are kind of strange, but... It's um, kind of like,
2: what is it with... Here's the thing. I just realized this. What is it with 824 movies and everybody's on drugs all the time? Like... And, and i'm talking about like it's like maybe a growing trend but it wasn't mandy
1: tw- a24 no that was uh i don't think so oh okay
2: uh, i well, think but i think like, that people that was it looks movie like one where everybody's on drugs
1: the entire time yeah actually it does, i mean mandy does seem like an a24 film i just don't think it is um i'm looking it up right now just cuz i'm interested uh um, okay so my
2: i I don't know if i i forget if I lambast it um I
1: think I lambasted it more than you but i i did I don't think you loved it hello, hello, oh boy uh, I don't know what just happened to Zach um his internet just shut off um <laughs> uh. <laughs> Not sure what happened, um, so let me play some more music. Sorry, we're having extreme technical issues, it seems, today. This normally isn't the case. I'd say this happens 5% of the time. We've been doing this. This is, I think, our like, 40th episode, but sometimes this does happen, which is not great. But I'm going to play um, some music in the meantime as we figure this out. Um, so here we go.
2: Well, that was weird.
1: All righty. Yeah. What? Uh. We're now. I'm now calling you on my phone. I'm thinking this is probably the best fix. I don't know why I haven't done this in the past. Um.
2: Yeah. This. i You're. I'm. You're coming in loud and clear. That. That's never happened before. I tried calling back, and it took me to tech support.
1: I think there's something wrong with our internet here now. Um.
2: I would totally agree.
1: Yeah, I think there's something definitely cuz right now I'm on data. I'm not using their computer. Um so yeah, if this happens, I don't know. I think this is like a unique thing that's happening. But anyways, um what's going on? Uh we were talking about Oh, Mandy. We were talking about uh
2: Well, Mandy and we were also talking about Midsummer. Mhm. So, um my hot take on Midsummer is I I give it like a I give it a 7. 7 is kind of a movie rating that I give that I don't despise it and I don't love it. Mhm. I thought it was okay.
1: Yeah.
2: I would not uh I mean seeing it in theaters was um okay. It was not it was not the like I didn't think I needed to see it in theater theaters. Yeah. But uh you know, I saw it, it was good.
1: Wow. Okay, well. Looks like uh Zach is decidedly uncaring about this film. Would that be right? Uncaring,
2: yes. I don't care about all the things that I'm seeing on Twitter saying, like, this is the scariest thing ever. People seem to have the most overblown reactions to everything that's new. Like, everything is the greatest thing or the worst thing, all right? (laughs) Which is a great transition into my film news. Good. So, something that's been blowing up the film, like, news is a review itself but it's a review that took the world by surprise whoa now you may uh know what i'm talking about uh with lion king yeah it is getting very bad reviews um <laughs> uh, with uh let's say the av clubs a, a. dowd said joyless artist, artless and maybe soulless whoa um Another one, IndieWire's David Ehrlich said, Ehrlich, yeah. Un- Unfoldingly like the world's longest and least convincing deepfake. I, what the heck is a deepfake? I'm
1: sorry. I think that's something that the, the kids say. Okay. Well, I've seen that before.
2: Oh, Forbes. Forbes said, yes, the visuals on display in John Favreau's The Lion King are indeed impressive. Blah, blah, blah. However, like like too many of these recent remakes of Disney Animated Library... The emphasis on realism at the expense of entertainment value.
1: Oh, also the uh deep fake is um a technical term is for human image synthesis based on artificial intelligence. It is Whoa. used to combine superimposed existing images, video onto source image or videos using machine learning techniques known as generative blah blah blah. So basically it's it's taking uh, an image or it's taking a video and then putting like Switching the faces on it um and but it looks real, oh. like it looks like it's a different face gotcha. um, so hey, I, no
2: I mean that's, that's what everybody was saying before about how like oh, this new movie uh Lion King is gonna be like it is an animated movie it, it technically it yeah. is it is an animated movie, but it doesn't it's it it shouldn't mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, but I, you know, there's too much good stuff out there to waste time on a movie that's getting destroyed. Yeah. So, and I don't think it's going to also be culturally re- relevant. I mean, Aladdin, no one's talking about Aladdin anymore.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and I, maybe the Little Mermaid movie will be good, but honestly, it's just, once again, it's just, it feels like, let's turn these into live action. You know, let's, let's go through our complete, diet. Oh, you know what's going to be scary? What? If they make a Mickey Mouse movie live action or oh, like CGI, wouldn't that be this scary? I've never seen a CGI um, Mickey Mouse.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Also, I mean, a little bit also in in film news, it's it's Harrison Ford's birthday.
2: That's good. How old is he? Uh,
1: I think he's seventy seven.
2: Oh, um I have some film news, yeah, but this ahead. is more of uh, a rumor. Apparently, Sam Raimi and Robert Eppert are interested in possibly them doing a sequel to The Evil Dead series.
1: I'm not interested.
2: I'm super interested. Thing is is like Sounds like that, uh,
1: but like what is the difference between Oh, doing a sequel. Oh, you mean like the series that already existed and they're just
2: Yes. They're My just, thing is, is like they're... if Sam Raimi's directing it, then I'm okay. I've watched. I went to the theater to watch the remake, and it had, it, it was gross, but it had no flair. It had no. It just seemed like a barrage of to the senses. Yeah, and I, I don't know. It just uh, it didn't resonate. Didn't have this kind of auteur mm-hmm. that I felt with Sam. Ra- is that love? That joy? It felt very. Um. The the colors were muted. Mhm. So if Sam Raimi's doing it, he you know, he's coming from a place of love of the old time like he comes from a you know,
1: love of Well, he has the new movie Crawl, which seems to be kind of I haven't seen it, but it it just doesn't it didn't seem like a like a Sam Raimi art film. It just it seemed like a it seemed like just a Hollywood kind of like make a movie about a crocodile. You know, Sam Raimi,
2: I, it's weird. Sam but maybe Raimi I haven't
1: was, seen it, so maybe I, maybe I'm wrong. But it's just the trailers aren't giving it much justice.
2: Sam Raimi has not made a movie in almost ten. years. Uh, no, in like five years with uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh yeah. Which did not do well. <clears throat> yeah. But he's mostly been doing uh, producing. Oh really. And he did direct the first episode of uh, Ash and versus the Evil Dead. Yeah. But I got to tell you, that, that was weird because it did not feel like a Sam Raimi movie, like, at all. Really? It had no feel. You know, it, there's just a feel to it. Mm-hmm. Uh. So, but I've been seeing, I don't know, I guess Google is finally, like, directing stuff to me. But I've been seeing a lot of stuff about Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. Now that, um, apparently, have you seen uh, Spider-Man Far Away from Home?
1: Um. No, I'm not seeing any Marvel films.
2: Well, I've I've kind of my love of the theater has almost completely as listeners of the show probably have come to the do um, because one people talk, people are human during a film. Mm-hmm. A lot of the films I go see stink. Oh shit. So I mean, if I was in New York, I don't know. Maybe the are the crowds better in New York. I think the crowds
1: are. I'd say so. I think you've you. It seems like it upsets you more than it does me. I think for me, I kind of even even like it's just in general. I think part of the the film experience is if the if the if. Uh, so you're talking about people talking up, talking like that not re- in relation to the film. Like, what annoys you about going to the film in regards to the audience?
2: Um, people on their cell phones. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, like put those away. You should be kicked out. Hmm. Um, two. When people, um, you know, turn to their Significant other, or just like a person, and they go like, like, what's happening? Like, that was Jimmy who got killed. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I swear, I think seventy percent of people don't know how to whisper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, th- like, whispering is like this. This is how people whisper in theaters. This is not whispering. Mm-hmm. This is a. This is a. This is how people whisper in comedy movies because mm-hmm. it's better audibly, you know. But it's not whispering. It's just low talking. Mm-hmm. OK, uh, people don't get the I mean, people don't get the difference. And actually, I, I also I think I'm just becoming more of a commotion mm-hmm. towards people. My my. Yeah. People just annoy me.
1: I mean, I I don't know. I mean, for me, I guess for I I guess I really haven't noticed it as much. I also I mean, films are just so expensive here. I haven't gone as much. But a lot of the films that I go to here in New York are much more art house uh kind of like late night so they're, they're films that there aren't gonna be a whole lot of people there to begin with and if they are going they're kind of like the last film I saw in theaters was an a uh, uh, alien there was they were showing alien the original one at IFC so it went, and this was also a midnight showing so literally there wasn't that many people there anyways and honestly the most annoying people were the people that I were my friend's friend that I that invited them and they were kind of – but the the thing is, is, it's a horror movie. So I kind of – I'd seen it before, and I kind of – and they were, like, doing, like, stereotypical horror movie things where they're just like, don't go in there, or just, like, things like that. And that might have annoyed you. But for me – I mean, it also Not helped that – for me, it helped that I knew who they were. So well, it's like when they were doing that, I was kind of like – it's kind of – it's nice to know that they – they are like they're they're in invested in in this film and they're like I
2: give I give liberties to horror films and comedy movies okay because most comedy movies uh you know it's a lot of laughter yeah so that's a, in a form of like talking mhm and horror movies are about that kind of like <laughs> yeah well we should so, move
1: on well before we move on uh i just uh to our main topic um uh briefly i want to talk about uh the uh this is less about movies and more about music but i guess at dodger stadium uh yesterday um there was uh the paul mccartney and ringo Starr played together um which whoa I'm
2: why, se- i haven't seen anything about that
1: yeah which i i only heard because my friend arsham who lives in la uh wow. was there and it was a surprise too like Paul McCartney was playing and then they were just like and here's Ringo Starr and Ringo Starr oh, walks on
2: mango. The
1: thing about that though is I mean I haven't seen it I mean it's probably would have been amazing to see in general but um the thing about that though is uh it, they have two drummers like he still had the other drummer playing as well like Paul McCartney's main drummer like they were uh-huh. playing at the same time so I feel like it's kind of like well I don't know which drum is is Ringo's and which drums? The other yeah. guy, you know?
2: What did, What do did they play? They're like, let's play a Nicki Minaj song. <laughs> hey, Paul, I really like, <laughs> I really like Jimmy Paul. Lovato.
1: That would have been the funniest thing ever. It's like this psych where they just play, they come on and they just play like only modern songs that they also didn't even get the rights to. So like the artists are pissed. They just start playing Beyonce songs. It's like they just start playing like- Pour a the
2: ring on it.
1: Yeah, put a ring on it, John. Or not John. Yeah, nope, they too soon.
2: Say, like, each other's and then they have like, yeah, like a put holograph. A it, Ringo. Put a ring on it, Ringo. <laughs> this, this and then Ringo. They... this is this is my Ringo. Hello, Paul. And this is my Paul. Hello, Ringo. Wow, he's much more Hello. effeminate.
1: Also, it'd be oh, funny no, yeah, if they yeah, had he's George he's Harrison kind of... and Ring or John Lennon on as like oh. holographs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Everyone would have just pet. started booing.
2: This is my John.
1: No. John, John's more like this. That's more George. Anyways, um, okay, yeah. So that happened. Also, oh wow, I'm talking really loud. Look at my my levels. Um, also, uh, there was a giant blackout in New York. I don't know if you saw about that, Zach. No, nah. there was an enormous blackout. Uh, that um took out a lot of the West Side and a little bit of the Midtown. I thankfully had, which got down just in time to see some of uh Midtown blacked out. Yeah, um, um,
2: were, were there a lot of tweets about Stranger Things?
1: No. Why did that happen?
2: In the la- latest season, there was a giant blackout.
1: Oh, um, I saw that. I, I saw. I'm I'm watching the. I haven't seen any of it, but I'm seeing the third season now. Um,
2: wait, why are you're just skipping to the third season? Yes. Don't do that. I'm doing it. No, don't it's do done. that. It's done.
1: I'm already on the yeah. second episode.
2: I mean, technically, yes, you can just. <laughs> Jump right in. I mean, they're just kids, Um, but you're gonna miss the nuance of it all. Nah. Yeah. No.
1: I really hate that Finn dude. What's the name? The guy that's making out with that? I feel sorry for the dad. Okay. Anyways, we're getting into. Oh,
2: the dad. I love the dad. I feel sorry for
1: him. That kid is like an asshole to him. He's just like, honestly, I would have like kicked that that kid. Yeah. Hooper. Hopper. The the mustache dude. I would have kicked that boy out.
2: I don't feel so bad. I, I think he needs some anger management. Oh, well. he, I mean, he, 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 that's the thing. Like, he's so much more angry in this season.
1: Anyways, so moving on, let's talk about our, our subject for today. Um, our subject for today is IMAX. Um, we're going to be talking about IMAX, partially because a, a little bit ago, I saw uh, 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 there was in select IMAX theaters, there was a just showing of uh, Anima. An enema, an, I think. Oh, uh enema. Yeah, enema, uh which is the new Tom York music video with P.T. Anderson. Um, you and know, an
2: enema is where it's, it's now like on Netflix.
1: Rock. What?
2: I, I think an enema is a. Uh, I think that's a uh, anal suppository. <laughs> enema in. That's enema. Um, yeah, that's what I said.
1: No. Oh. Like,
2: oh, I need an enema. Well, oh, no, I know. Wait. Sorry, I think enema is a party, right? If I remember my Batman correctly. I don't know. This town needs an enema.
1: <laughs> okay, you're just saying a bunch of things.
2: Anyways, no, 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 enema. An enema... An enema, also known as a cluster, is the uh, injection of fluid into the lower bowel of the way of the <laughs> rectum.
1: Ugh. Well, also, enema and enemas was described in Carl Jung's school of analytical Psycholo- psychology as part of the collective unconsciousness. So I think that's probably where he's going. But uh, maybe he's going your route. I don't know. Anyways, I don't know how it's so I think we, there was a there was a special God, showing of this um, in IMAX theaters uh, specifically, and uh, and it got me thinking that with the it got me thinking that like IMAX is kind of a unique part of the theater system that I guess it, it's good to talk about. Is it working or is it not working? Like, what are your thoughts? And I think a lot of times people just think of IMAX as a bigger theater, but it's actually so much, it's so much more than that. No, you're shaking your head no. Yeah. Oh, you're saying yeah. Oh, oh, Zach is as. Look,
2: I think IMAX is just a bigger screen. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's more. You know what it is? You know what it is? It's the theater it's like the equivalent of going to the theater if you were already used to going to the theater. So, like, I go to the theater, one, to see new releases, and two, to see it on a huge screen, right? Yeah. That's, like, one of the joys of going to the theater is you see it on a big screen. Yeah. Like, huge screen. Well, that's, like, IMAX is the equivalent of that to a theater. So, like,
1: my TV right now Oh, my deal. You and your TV. You I love your TV. He has a 70, that. what is it, 70-inch? 65. Uh. well. Anyways, Zach loves it. This is part of the reason also Zach doesn't go to the theater anymore, is he, doesn't, he has this giant TV, so he just watches well, I stuff.
2: Don't get the, here's the thing. I just want to say on this radio thing, I don't get to enjoy that TV as much because now that I live with two other guys, the TV is always, you know, in use or there are people in the living room so i my my enjoyment of it has sadly Interior. but i still get to use it at time to time
1: yes well i mean i don't know so it, you said that it's just a big screen and there's there's something that i want to point out cuz i watched a few videos beforehand cuz i was trying to do a little bit more research on this um a, there there are actually only 88 screens in the US that are true IMAX, um, because IMAX is technically supposed to be fifty-seven feet by seventy-seven feet, and it's supposed to be more of like a square, um, and it's supposed there's a lot of these things that are supposed to be, it's supposed to be uh that large, it's supposed to be slightly curved in, it's supposed to be giant stadium seating, um, and there's a, there's all these sp- specific things. But most of the IMAX theaters, the ones in Pittsburgh Mills, the ones that are mostly in, I don't know if there's a real one in Pittsburgh, honestly, um are I, I lies. They're fake. Um uh, they're they're basically just big screens, but they're not as big as like what true IMAX is. Um but the annoying thing about all that is there's a variety of different types of IMAX. Um but they're all the same price so you go to see an IMAX a true IMAX film it's still $25 and then you go to see one that's a fake one that's like cheaper or it's uh, not cheaper sorry my my someone keeps texting me and they know I'm having the radio show so it's kind of annoying um but uh um but yeah so there's this giants there's a, there basically there's a difference between, like, a giant difference between how big the screens are and, like, how good the audio is. Um, but it's all the same price. It's all $25, roughly, or 22 dollars or something like that. Um, and a lot of those movies... it's a lot of
2: money. It's a lot of money.
1: So if you're going to be spending that money, there's really no point to go see an IMAX film unless it's in an actual IMAX theater. Otherwise, it's, it's the same. Like, there's no point whatsoever. Also, sometimes they a lot of the films you see as well weren't shot on IMAX. They were shot on, tech, on like 35mm, or they were shot like digitally, and then they were upconverted and made to fit on that screen, which reduces the quality of the image. So it looks; it doesn't look as good as if you see it in like a normal theater. So there really isn't any point to go see an IMAX film unless it says shot in IMAX. But also there hasn't really been a film that was completely shot on IMAX until Avengers Infinity Wars. Beforehand, it was, like, shot... I mean, uh, what's his face? Um, Christopher Nolan was kind of like a big person trying to shoot a lot of things on IMAX cameras. uh, But, like, Dunkirk was shot... What
2: is an IMAX camera, Sam? So an IMAX
1: camera is a film camera that shot on 70mm. But there is a difference between... That's what I thought it was. Yeah, but there is a difference between shooting on, on... Traditional 70 millimeter and IMAX 70 millimeter. Because IMAX 70 millimeter is actually bigger because 70 millimeter it traditionally is shot on um, is shot vertically. So it's 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 uh the width of it, it's like more of a rectangle and it's it's actually a little bit smaller. But the film itself is still 70 millimeter. Um but IMAX 70 millimeter is shot horizontally, so it's actually it's like the biggest it's honestly, it's actually like the best, it's like the biggest uh, image, the best image quality you could have is shooting on an IMAX 70 millimeter Ooh. for film.
2: I imagine, I imagine it looks glorious in the editing room. It probably does. Like um,
1: when
2: you're, because it's like the raw footage, what it's intended to be, but like seeing it, you know, at your local IMAX
0: mm-hmm.
2: probably looks, I mean, the only movie, here's the thing. There's only been a few IMAX movies that I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, Prometheus. Back when, okay. So when IMAX was still new and like, like whoa, like that. The when? Reason why, when was
1: that? Avatar, right? Avatar was an IMAX. I mean, that wasn't so. Like Avatar first transitioned to IMAX digital, which is like the the the, which is what I was talking about, like the fake IMAX in 2008. Uh. So I think that's. 2008 was when it started being in more theaters, um, and that's when they started focusing more so on trying to make it more cinematic, like bringing more movies in. But Avatar, I guess, did was... I mean, it changed a lot of the ways that we see film. It made film more of a spectacle, you know?
2: Yeah, Avatar... The reason why Avatar still is number one in the blockbuster, like in the box office, is because it was like this awakening of IMAX craze and the 3D craze. Mm -hmm. I mean, 3D was a thing, but like it really was not used for block for like these huge spectacles. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And that was revolutionary. I mean, the quality of the movie still still was not that great. Mm -hmm. And uh, people could see through it, but James Cameron still was able to get us in the seats. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like, I remember being blown away when I first, the opening shot of Prometheus. Once again, not a great movie, but it was still kind of like in this time of, you know, IMAX is king. Yeah. And I remember being like, whoa, I'm being, tra-, uh, like it was one of the few moments where I was felt transported. Unfortunately.
1: Oh.
0: I had like steel and I felt completely
1: Sorry guys, uh, we are having this is a day filled with technical difficulties, um, so I'm just gonna call him back. Oy, this is not great. Oh my, Dill, I don't know what's going on with the audio either. So, you guys are just gonna have to bear with me. Um, yeah. Oh, Hello. and yeah, I don't know what happened. Uh, start with- my
2: uh. My computer shut down for oh. just half a second.
1: All right, well, that was... Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, continue with what you were saying. So what I was saying was that, like, I have
2: definitely become a crudgeon over the years. I mean, I, I know that. Uh, there has not been a movie... I hate to say it, but the last time I had really any fun at the movie theaters was Spider-Man Homecoming. Really? I'm not joking. Oh my like the last time, I was like, "This is so fun. I love the theaters with Spider-Man: Homecoming because one, it was a fun time; it was a mm-hmm. good movie. And two,
1: hold on one sec, the- sec. Hold on one sec. I'm just going to adjust the audio. Um. All right. Now, now I'll say something. All right, go ahead. Um. Hello. Hello. Yep. Continue.
2: So like, the D box was the thing that was like new to me.
1: Oh, my dear. Okay. Um,
2: and I loved the D box. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was there. Yeah. And it was an IMAX. Yeah. And we weren't surrounded by ding dongs.
1: Mm-hmm. That's never
2: good. No. So it was like a perfect movie to go. Like I loved seeing it.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: since then, I've like I don't care if it's an IMAX. I really don't care if it's not. Like, on TV.
1: hmm Yeah, I mean, yeah. I... I just think that, um... Yeah, I mean, I, I know what you're saying. I, I think the IMAX craze has definitely died down. Um, I think it is still cool when things are like... And that's why there's like a... There's actually... I was looking at it. There's actually a variety of different types of... A lot of theaters are doing things, obviously, to make it more than just a, a movie, right? Like, there's... There's the Dolby Theaters. Um there's like the there's like the XD AMC XD or something like that. I forget what it's called. Um uh-huh. or that's maybe it's Landmark XD. I forget what it is. Or um there's like a variety of different things that are advertising as like this is bigger than just a movie theater, you know, cuz they have to do that nowadays. And IMAX was kind of like the OG. And IMAX originally was just for documentaries. Um But then it was like it was really one of the first things that transitioned to being a different, a new experience, you know. Um, And I say I think it's different because it's 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 also like there's the IMAX cameras. So it's like a different it's a complete it is they they are doing things from start to finish. And also something I thought was interesting as well is if someone at the location at, at at a IMAX theater adjusts the audio to not match how it should be. Someone in, like, the IMAX headquarters can manually go in and adjust it back. Like, and, like, can do it from their headquarters. That's how strict they are on how the audio has to sound. So I thought that was kind of cool. But, yeah, I mean, the IMAX craze, it's... IMAX 3D, I think, is really annoying. um, Because just 3D in general is annoying. Um, And I think there's a lot of things wrong with IMAX just because... The fact that you have to be there, you have to, like, there's so many things that can get in the way, like the fact of the, um, the fact of, uh, like, the screen being a lot smaller in a majority of times and things not actually be shot on IMAX. There's, there's just a lot of things that it just seems like they're really targeting kind of idiots, honestly, who are just like, who are just like, ooh, IMAX, and then go in to pay more to see something that looks worse and is not what an IMAX is. Um, so yeah,
2: no, I gotta tell you. I mean, like, um, when I grew up, when, when I was growing up, yeah, IMAX was primarily a one year thing, like, you would do it once a year, mm-hmm. but it was always for educational movies. So yeah, at the um, at where we're from in Pittsburgh, there's this place called the Carnegie Science Center, mm-hmm. and they would take you to that into the there was, was Omni
1: Omnimax. That's different. It
2: was Max, but I think they
1: also they also have an IMAX. I think they just converted the Omnimax to an IMAX.
2: I don't know about that. I do I will say I forget I will I think I did see more I think it was always Omnimax when we were kids, mm-hmm. but now there is a IMAX and I know that for certain because I recently saw 2001 a Space Odyssey. Yeah. And that was in an IMAX, and I gotta tell you, man. That scene, that movie was amazing to see in IMAX. Yeah. I can that imagine. movie, but here's the other thing: I don't think I can go see it again in IMAX. That scene, I may have talked about it on here, but like the scene with um, uh, what's it called? Uh, where they're going through the uh the Gate. Yeah. I was visually insulted like assaulted oh wow Not insulted assaulted okay like i was so close to throwing up shit because it's so because it goes on for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and it's like nothing if you feel like you're going through space and i i had to turn my head away like several times Mm -hmm. but the lady next to us like a few yards away from us uh walked
1: out wow yeah, so maybe there's intent. there's like too much. Um also I I and that that brings me back to um or not back, but I I had a uh someone was telling me about um this this movie that um Ang Lee made. Um let me see if I can pull it up.
2: Oh, uh Hulk.
1: No. Um uh, yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah, Hulk. Uh it's called something like The Walk Home or it was right after Oh, here it is. Bill Lynn's long halftime walk. Um which apparently was shot on was shot in 8K at 120 frames per second and was also there's something else that was like ridiculous when I heard about it. Um and there was only eight theaters in the world that could go see it that you could actually see it like the the projectors were good enough. Um but for that reason, it did horribly because, one, I mean, it looked like people were describing it as literally looking through, um, like, a glass window. Like, it looked so lifelike and so real that it yeah. just looked like there was, you were walking, you were just looking through a very clean plate of glass. Um, But the story kind of sucked. So I think that, so right now I'm looking on IMDb, it has a 6.3 out of 10. Um, so I think the, the, the problem is, is a lot of people go for, and I mean, this is an issue with film in general, is a lot of people go for the spectacle more than they do the, um, the actual story itself, which I is always the basis of any kind of movie. Um, so I think, I mean, that's another issue with, with IMAX is IMAX is it's, it's, it's the cameras themselves, you can't do as much with them they're a lot more restrictive um and making things just just harder in general but i don't know what are your thoughts
2: uh no i um i don't really you know i just i okay look if, coming from a guy who would like if i had the chance to shoot a big spectacular i would shoot it on i would shoot it on imax because that is the big it's the biggest It's the coolest,
0: Hmm.
2: you know, it's the clearest. It's the the best quality. It's the biggest, baddest thing you want to be in. And whenever you go see, say, a a spectacle, like an Avatar or a um, Avengers, you would want to go see it in IMAX. I got to say, actually, I think one of my, uh, something, one of the greatest, greatest regrets I've ever had in my life was not seeing the new Avengers movie in IMAX 3D. Mm.
1: That's one one of of your greatest greatest... regrets?
2: No, actually, sorry, my only regret.
1: Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense.
2: Yeah, sorry, my only regret in my entire life, because I've done nothing wrong, Mm. okay? I've done nothing wrong in my entire life, and I stand by every decision I've ever made, no matter what the consequences are. But (laughs) not seeing Avengers Endgame in IMAX keeps me awake. And then I fall asleep at 10. Oh. All right? That's not bad. What I'm saying is it's such a big regret, it keeps me up for 12 hours. And that's from 10 a.m. to 10 a.m. So it keeps me, I, I get a good day of, you know, it wakes me up, literally. Oh. It's like my rooster. Anyways,
1: um, yeah. So I guess, (laughs) um, no, I I see what you mean. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. uh, You should have seen that. I mean, I would never see it to begin with. So, um, but looks like uh, what is your deal with? Okay,
2: never mind. That's a whole thing. With with Marvel. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess we should maybe have another Marvel episode because we had an episode earlier. On my thoughts we had on that my on, our
2: podca- uh, on our podcast. On our podcast, we had that
1: on the podcast days, yeah. But, yeah. um
2: But okay. yeah, I think hey. IMAX. I'm glad. I'm happy about IMAX.
1: But I, I mean, uh, but you see what I'm saying, though. Like, why go see a movie in an IMAX theater unless you know it's like a true IMAX? Because you're paying, you'd be paying the same. Well, but the thing is, is if like you just aren't around. If you don't have one nearby, then if you don't have a real one nearby, then I guess you you kind of have to just go to the the the, the other IMAX. But it's just a shame that IMAX is doing it where they make it all the same price. And then there's also oh, theaters in there's a theater I I think in Taiwan that like the this giant it's like double the size of the biggest one in America. It's huge and it's still the same price. It's still well, I mean not I don't know what currency they have, but it's still twenty. Twenty-three dollars or whatever, so it's like they they just have this flat rate all the way around, and it's for that reason. And whenever they take a movie that's not shot in IMAX and converted, there's no point, you know. I would rather see a film like the Dolby Cinema, Dolby uh, Dolby Cinema is a lot better for films that aren't a, like aren't like they don't have like a, a Dolby camera. Those are better for films. To be just seen in general because those cinemas are 4k double projectors uh, the same intense sound and audio settings and and they they are made specifically with people color grading specifically for that projector like they're much more specified Dolby um, Dolby uh, cinema um, so I'd recommend if you want to see a film that isn't shot on IMAX just go see it at a Dolby, uh, a theater that's a Dolby Cinema, because that's a little, that's more lifelike and just better for what cinema should be about. That's my, that's my takeaway.
2: Um, what is the the best theater you would recommend for New York?
1: Oh, um, I would say the best theater for New York. Are you talking about in regards to? I would say IFC, IFC is still my favorite, just because IFC is just it has a classic outside to it with like the the what's it called the the thing outside the what is it called the mezzanine? Um, the lobby. No, the mezzan it's the mezzanine or the yeah the mezzanine oh. I think. Um, the lobby's okay, but it's just it's it it shows it has a good combination of both. It doesn't show any Marvel films. But it only shows, like, indie films that are coming out at the time. Or they, like, at around, starting around, like, late, starting around, like, 9 or 10, they start showing, like, old movies. And they do have some 35mm project- projections. Some of it's digital. Uh, but it seems like they just have a good, and also, like, they have this cool little opening video that they show that I enjoy. Um, Yeah, so I would definitely recommend IFC. But there's also others as well that are also pretty cool, but i see is the best all around.
2: I would recommend the uh, North Hills um, Cinemark movie here in Pittsburgh. Oh. That's my favorite theater. The end.
1: I know what that one is. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I guess the well, I guess the uh, one thing I mean, how I, I guess I started talking about IMAX is the fact that it 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 seems to be there seems to be like with an, uh, anima. There seems to be a little bit more of an art house element to it. Like have you noticed that that some of IMAX things they have like limited release things like with with NMO. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. No, they do uh, the the Fathom. They do a lot of like Fathom events.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You know,
2: re-releases of like like Mr. Smith Comes to Washington is coming to theaters or like myself the uh, 2001 Space Odyssey.
1: Mhm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the, I mean, that's something else as well is like IMAX is there. They have a, a, they, people know the name. It's a, it has a brand to it. And it's like, people were like in IMAX, people were like, whoa, this is going to be huge. Um, so, but it's not just IMAX uh, that does that. It's just IMAX is the biggest known one, I suppose. I think
2: the IMAX experience is, it's lost its flavor. Yeah, I don't think I don't think people are as like I no. think people are still seeing it because it is what it is. Yeah, but I think the like the woohoo for it has died away.
1: Yeah, um, oh, and okay. what's happening next? But, we don't know, and that's part of the show yep. is we're trying to figure this stuff out yeah. as, as we I'm go. I'm
2: really excited to see what the next big thing is.
1: Um, um but, but yeah, so let's talk about now, what. I, well, I think the next big thing is just TVs in general. Um, yeah,
2: well, TV TV is definitely TV is like. 100% fantastic all the time. Movies, I haven't been a big fan of. But that's... that's. Ooh, maybe that's a topic we should do. TV versus movies.
1: Yeah, maybe. Um. Alright, so let's talk now, about...
2: Wanna, what? Yes, I want to talk about a movie that I saw recently.
1: Alright, go ahead.
2: It's fantastic. I've never seen it. But An American Werewolf in London. Oh, you've never seen that film? Never seen it. I've always seen clips and dips of it and it always you know seemed very intriguing i freaking loved it yeah it's, I mean, good. it's a movie that i think it's one of the it's it's funny it's 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 scary at times but like i've only the only part that i ever saw was the part where he's transforming into the werewolf uh-huh. and i always kind you know i always took that kind of like out of context. Mm-hmm. But really, in the movie, it just comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he literally is just sitting there and he's like reading a book, and then he's like, ah! And he rips off his shirt. So the transformation is scary, but it's also funny. But I just want to say there's one scene that is the funniest thing I've seen in a long time is where he there's a scene where he goes into a porno theater. Yeah, and they they play a scene from the porno yeah. where like this big guy comes in and interrupts these two uh, people having sex. He's like, "I told you not to do that anymore." And then the guy's like, "Are you talking to me?" And he's like, "No, I'm talking to her." And she goes, "Oh, I'm like I'm sorry, sir. I don't know who you are." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, sorry, never mind." And then he just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and It's just like that's the kind of stuff I like in movies where it just, it takes you out of the moment and then it just shows you like a funny, like I imagine John Landis who wrote and directed it was like, you know, a lot of pornos I see always end with like that guy, that brute about to beat up the other person or like join in. And I imagine he was like, wouldn't it be funny if he had the wrong address? (laughs) Uh, But let's throw that into a horror film because I can. Uh, that's the stuff I like.
1: Isn't John Landis
2: dead? Uh, no, John Landis is not dead. He just kind of has retired from film. Wait, I thought uh, for sh- Oh,
1: John Landis is not dead. I'm thinking of um, Ghostbusters, dude.
2: He's not dead either.
1: <laughs> no. Oh,
2: you're thinking of Howard uh, Ramis? Yes. Yeah, he is dead. Yes. John Landis, he also and did
1: the uh the Jackson Michael Jackson thing, right?
2: Yeah, he did uh he did Thriller, he did Blues Brothers, he did Animal House. He did famously the segment from the Twilight movie, Twilight Zone movie that killed somebody.
1: Oh, yeah. He, oh, he directed that one?
2: He directed that. I think that's kind of what killed his career or at least killed his yeah, yeah, killed his career. Damn. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah, that'll do it. Anyways, that's um good. the thing that I saw cuz we have 5 minutes left. What I saw was um uh, look who's knocking at the door, the Scorsese's film, because I don't know if you uh
2: no it's yeah look who's knocking at my uh at my front door,
1: um
2: no no sorry it's who's that knocking at my door uh, at yeah. front door
1: uh yeah that's it who's that knocking at my door um at my door if you guys notice ha- on I Netflix seen that. if you guys notice on Netflix there's a bunch of Scorsese like, Scorsese's older films um, are on there. That one, Mean Streets. Yeah, like,
2: it's, like, underappreciated movies like this.
1: They don't um, have Boxcar Alice Bertha. Alice Doesn't
2: Live Here Anymore. But yeah, they
1: have Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, which I, I didn't realize the order of Scorsese films, but I didn't realize that was made after Mean Streets. I always thought Mean Streets, it was Mean Streets, and then it was Taxi Driver. Like, Mean Streets was the thing. Isn't that strange? I always think of Mean Streets as being the thing that got him, like... Got him into Hollywood studios, and then he just made Taxi Driver, and then it was like boom, boom, boom. But no, that's not the case. He made Mean Streets, and then he made some flops. Like he made a, uh, he made like one film that I hadn't even heard of before. Um, before. Five Star Bertha? No, because that was before Mean Streets. Um, and the now the internet's going slow. Anyways, um, so yeah, so I before because we're ending in, in three minutes. Um, the the um, I would say what's interesting about the film is it. It wouldn't be great nowadays. You can also really tell that it's he's trying really hard to be like the French New Wave with like a lot of shots that seem to be like the the jump cuts, the like the the double. He does he did that a lot in that film where it was like he showed a scene and then he just showed it over again with like the music playing. Do you know what I mean, Zach?
2: Yeah. No. He, honestly, it's if I kind of saw a back in the day. Yeah. I would definitely kind of be, I think I would definitely be, like, what I, am, I usually do. Like, it's weird, like, perspective-wise, but I think I would be, like, this artsy kid. This yeah. Asshole.
1: It's kind of a, it's definitely an art house film it. that takes away some of the, the, what, like, it doesn't, it seems like the guy just really likes himself and really just wanted to go with it, but, and also the story itself oh, no. is, a, what? What, wait, say, can, wait, we have two no. minutes, we have two minutes, what? I would say who who's that knocking at my door is definitely
2: like an homage to all the John Cassavetes movies. Like, yeah, you're you're right. Like shadows, it's
1: definitely like shadows. Anyways, I have something to say. So, um, uh, the movie itself is basically about a guy who finds out his girlfriend was raped and then like blames her for it and calls her a slut. So it's kind yeah, of like this strange, like that's what I mean about like this film isn't this film wouldn't work today at all like the, like it, it, it was just kind of like I get that like this guy isn't really even good to begin with so it's kind of like you know it's it's not hard to believe that this guy would do it but it's just it's hard to root for the dude you know like after that you're kind of just like uh, and even in the tagline it's the tagline it was written today said something about like how this is about like the boyfriend who was struggling to come to terms that his girlfriend was raped and goes into like this psychosis thing and it was just like that wasn't it he was just kind of an asshole so, I don't know. The film itself was, I recommend watching it because it is kind of, you see some of this uh, OG uh, Scorsese, but besides that, um, eh, it's okay. Anyways, we have uh, 30 seconds left. Um, anything you want to say, Zach? Um, duh. I love cinema. Alright, anyways, before we end, uh, next week... Uh we have um one of my friends, a DP, a director of photography, cinematographer on. Uh so we that's might be to me. Yep, that's there you go. Um so we're probably gonna be talking about that um in cinematography. Um but thanks for listening uh and have an amazing day.
2: Bye.